0: Hello everybody. Welcome back to Diary of a Dropout with me, Naomi Balderson. Thank you for listening. Sorry I've been so MIA. Before we get started, please follow and rate the show. Um so welcome back. Um obviously I haven't posted in a while. Been struggling with consistency in a lot of areas in my life, but that's completely okay. This is my first time doing a podcast, but I think I want to start doing more refined and longer episodes, um, which are well-researched and very pertinent to people. And I want, you know, even though these episodes are going to be longer, it doesn't mean you have to sit down. If you want to, strap in, settle down, you know, listen to the full thing, go on a long fucking walk and listen to this. If not, please just feel free to dip in and out as you please as you see fit so today in this episode we are going to be talking about how you can actually love your body um this is not like a you're perfect because even though you are and we all know this this is not like a self-love type vibe these are actual tangible ways that changes that you can make in your uh, subconscious ideologies surrounding your food and your body Um, but before we go any further just wanted to give a little content warning that I am going to be talking a little bit about eating disorders, um, links between diet, exercise, food, all that kind of stuff so if that's something that you don't want to hear at the moment I completely understand come back there'll be another one at some point. (laughs) in the near future that I'm sure you can enjoy. I was first admitted to CAMS when I was eight years old with an eating disorder and I struggled with a unhealthy relationship to food and exercise genuinely until I was probably 16 or 17. Um, So yeah I feel like I've got quite a good I feel like I've got good credentials <laughs> to be able to talk on this and also now I can wholeheartedly say like put my hand on my heart and say I love my body and not for the way that it looks like I, I, I do like the way it looks as well but what I'm going to be talking about is unlinking like you don't need to look at your body and think wow I look amazing to be able to love your body if this makes sense. Um, so yeah I'm just going to be running through kind of how I got from a point of hatred of myself and my body and using food as a way to control um, my life because I, I think a lot of people who struggle with these kind of things like we feel like we don't have control over our life and our circumstances and I think especially as a young person, you definitely feel out of control all the time and food is a way that a lot of people can use have a sense of control over their lives. I also want to say I have been naturally slight my entire life. Like I've never struggled with being overweight or wanting to lose weight and stuff. So I can't speak on that experience, but I do think... I, I don't want to talk about, like, bodies in a way that's, like, negative or anything like that, but I think I have, I definitely have the experience of having an unhealthy relationship to food, and that's kind of, you know, all kinds of people struggle with that, like, it's not just, if, it, if you know what I mean, like, you might be like, shut the fuck up, like, I don't want to listen to you talking about loving your body, I understand that, um, anyway, enough of me justifying myself. Um, I've also spent a long time on this episode because I know that it's such a sensitive and like a topic that affects people every single day so I really just want to help as many people as I can but also just talk about it in a very like frank and honest without further ado let's get started. I think the first thing that helped me was unlinking in my brain how my body looked with the food I eat so obviously like if you're in a calorie deficit you're going to lose weight if you're in a calorie surplus you're going to gain weight but they're not directly linked like lean people can eat like shit and fat people also by the way sorry fat is not a bad word that's just, you know, fat is not evil. That's something that we've been conditioned into thinking. Um, and fat people can eat lean meals. Like all, like so, so, so many factors go into how your body looks, looks that are nothing to do with food your genetics, your environment, the country you live in. Um, When I mean the country you live in I mean the culture but also the additives and the food regulation that's in your country then has an impact if that makes sense. So it's not all down to you and your decisions. That is kind of the basis of I think just unlinking those two things in your brain is such a good start. And number two so this is kind of what underpins this whole episode and what inspired me to do it when a lot of you may know if you know me in real life when I was around 16 I completely so I I started a level English and I started researching feminism like to a whole nother degree. It was around the time of all the Everyone's Invited, Our Streets Now, Sarah Everard, all that kind of thing. And I was super, super affected by it. So I started reading a lot of feminist ideology, a lot about the male gaze. um, And it was also everything I was doing in school. So it all just kind of came together. And at one point I was just like, because I was consuming so much of this media, it didn't leave space for anything else. And I kind of was just like completely let go of all the I was just I I mean I grew out my armpit like I grew out all my body hair and I'm not saying that like you need to grow out all your body hair to love your body but it had such an impact on the way I viewed myself within the world and I'm so 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 glad I did it because it's like you realise that you actually don't do any of these things because they're inherently natural to you. Like, we do these things because of social conditioning and messages that we've been fed over years and years, over centuries of marketing and messaging just to make money. Like, women never shaved before, like, literally until, like, 100 years ago because razor companies were like, we're not making enough money, why don't we tell women to shave their legs? It was never inherently natural to us and I think the same goes with dieting, gyms, uh, like literally everything in the health industry Um, is to do with making money, like all these wellness things, a lot of them, like I think there's merit in some things but you have to be super super discerning about what there is merit in and what is for profit and as soon as you go down this like rabbit hole of feminism and capitalism and you find yourself in a a super dark place because you when you don't fit in with society it's it can be very isolating. Um when your views are so abrasive to normality, it's so like I don't know, it's just horrible. Hello, hello, hello. Right, we're back, sorry. Just had some technical difficulties. In this phase, I kind of, I mean, let go of any expectations of how I should look, how I should act, how I should shave, how I should exercise, how. and I was authentically a hundred and ten percent myself. Um, And then when I started doing all these things again, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to do this to fit in. It was like, I'm going to make my life easier and myself happier if I do these things. But I'm saying because I had that like phase of unlearning all these subconscious things and rewiring my brain literally i genuinely believe that that rewired my brain like something as simple as not shaving my armpits rewired my brain into thinking i am not a product like i am not a commodity i am not for anyone to look at like i am a person i'm a fully fledged person i am a woman just not altering myself like not shaving is not making a political statement it's just not doing something um and I wasn't exercising and another thing that I would advise to people who are struggling with their body image is I think it's it's very easy to be like oh get off social media like Oh, the media! It makes it feeds all these like messages into you. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. Like, if you think that that's gonna help you by getting off all social media, go for it. But I think in this day and age, it's actually a little bit. I don't know. It's kind of like get on board or whatever. Like, I think we actually do need to engage with it to make progress. Um, sorry, I don't know if that made sense at all. But feed if if you're going to be on these social media platforms, there are ways that you can make them not make you feel like shit. Um, so some of these things that I did completely shifted how I like viewed things. So only engage, so on algorithm-based social media, so, well, that's literally everything, but, you know, only engage with content that makes you feel good. So what I started doing is, if I saw TikToks that... Were promoting eating disorders with like stupidly tiny d- not interested not interested not interested if i saw videos that were about feminism interesting stuff like stuff that was actually intellectual i'd like them or save them um because then you're just fed positive things um and i know that's hard but if you kind of have that in the back of your mind uh instagram curating your feed to not make you feel like shit follow inspirational accounts follow people who you value and are intellectual and feed you new ideas because that's what social media is for like we literally have the entire world at our fingertips and we sit there and zoom in on like semi-naked girls and think oh, why don't I look like that? Or bodybuilders, like for boys being like, why don't I look like that? First of all, I can tell you, most of that is steroids um, for like fitness influencers, lighting and clothes, editing, nutrition, plastic surgery. Like it's, we we all know, I, I don't need to be the one to tell you that it's not real, but when it's there on your phone, you're like, oh my God, I am the ugliest person alive um so yeah that's my piece on growing out your armpit hair and being a crazy feminist girl (laughs) and I'm not saying that like you have to do that but I just thought it's an interesting place to come from this is very very similar and links in very well so do your shadow work so for those who don't know I think Eckhart Tolle um said I don't think he was the first person to say it but this is kind of where I learn is that we have a shadow self oh no it's it's young well mm, kind of anyway so people have theorized, theorized that we have a shadow self which is the the way I would describe it and the way I've interpreted it is like a dark self like it's just like if you think about you standing and see your shadow think about that metaphorically like with your personality and I I see it as like kind of all your trauma all your subconscious childhood beliefs that have been like instilled into you and almost like do you know that like negative that like inner critic that we all have I believe that to be the shadow self so when you're doing shadow work you're confronting that part of yourself head on and thinking why do i react to things like that why do i like um why does someone saying that make me feel like this and it's discovering where these beliefs and these negative thoughts about your body come from for example if you're think if you're sat there thinking and you're sat down you're thinking oh i hate my thighs confront that thought and journal about it and maybe think, when did that, where did that come from? Like, when did you first hear someone negatively talk about their thighs? Like, what, what made them think that? And then you just think, that's actually not real. I only believe that because someone at some point said something that made me have this deep-rooted insecurity about this really strange part of my body, do you know what I mean? And I think, this is like a very common use in therapy is like figuring out the root of problems and addressing them um we're gonna get more onto that later god i feel like i speak so fast in these episodes so if you're listening to this and you're like fucking hell i cannot keep up please tell me to talk slower it's just because i get excited and also like the bit of adhd in me just like I'm a rambler and I cannot stand right I'm really trying to slow down now I can't stand when people talk slowly because when I listen to someone and they're talking slowly I'm like hurry up hurry up hurry up okay right deep breath water break okay next up we're going to be talking about your patterns with food so I used to binge quite out of controllably is that a word out of controllably um uncontrollably <laughs> i used to binge uncontrollably with food um and uh, and alcohol um and it's addressing these patterns that you have and thinking why so for example a little bit of oversharing here we love it so In my household like sorry mum and dad if you're listening um snacking and grazing was kind of like frowned upon um so having like freedom like when people weren't around I would just go like overboard um because it was this like kind of subconscious like it's always like the you want what you can't have type thing isn't it it's like if you have super strict parents, you're going to rebel just behind their back. It's that kind of vibe. It's the same as like, say you've restricted yourself from carbs your entire life, just an example. And then, so you're, because you over restrict it so much, you're always thinking about it and you're always focusing on it. So I think this is kind of coming on to my next point is stop restricting your. The way I overcame this emotional eating was completely surrendering to it. And I know that sounds really strange because it's like strong, strong will, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. If you want to stop doing something, just, you know, have strong mind power. I think with patterns with food, with like overindulging and stuff, is completely surrendering to it. And then once I was just like, oh, it's just it kind of it takes the um it takes the like climb uh, like anticlimactic kind of feel of it I don't know um and then you you surrender to it and then you're like, oh i but I don't feel guilty about it and I almost think it's the kind of um guilt and the shame almost that like you put yourself through that's the worst part and then when you just don't feel that because you're just like, oh completely surrendered to it. It, it takes the edge off it. Um, so, I don't know if, honestly, I feel like I'm, I'm recording this and I, every time I say something, I second guess myself because I'm like, it's such a sensitive topic and I don't want people to like take my advice as gospel or like, you know, change how they're eating or whatever because of what I say. And this is not, you know, just use your brains all right and use your intuition and you know what's right for your body my next point uh, that some of you might not vibe with. i don't know (laughs) is lift fucking weights so i started properly lifting like probably a year ago yeah it's probably been just over a year nothing and i mean nothing has made me fall, fall in love with my body more than lifting weights. The feeling that I have when I lift weights is like genuinely indescribable and it makes me so so deeply proud of what my body is capable of. Not how it looks but genuinely I'm just like fucking hell. I am so strong, like obviously like I don't lift weights like so heavy and whatever. But when I when I'm doing it, I'm like I'm so capable and it's nothing to do with how my body looks. My body is just genuinely amazing. And I think my my point is that it doesn't have to be lifting weights. It could be running or dancing or moving or something that makes movement in your body that makes you feel alive and takes how your body looks out of the equation um, and just realising how fucking cool our human bodies are just for being able to do this with like pure strength or flexibility or stamina or heart health or any of these things it's like oh my god this is amazing and it gives you this inbuilt confidence that you then carry everywhere and then yeah if I build a slightly bigger bum I'm like that's a nice you know that's a nice um add-on bonus it's not when I exercise it's not you know to sculpt my body in the perfect way it's because if I don't move I will become depressed like I've come to the realization that I need endorphins so 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 badly like and it's such a good antidepressant for me so yeah lift weights go running go swimming do do things that bring bring your body peace and our bodies are meant to be moved and we are so 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 incredibly lucky just to be able to move them so go and do it um and this is again kind of links on to my previous point is connecting with mother nature like our I believe that Mother Nature has like such an innate spirit and I, this is going to sound like so woo-woo and weird and spiritual but please hang on, hang on with me babes, come on, we got this. I believe that when we connect with Mother Nature and Father Sky that she heals us and I think when you connect with the ground when you connect with the earth when you connect connect with water and wind um you you it it heals you because we are nature like it's not like we're connecting with nature it's we are reconnecting with nature and we are remembering our natural and our ancient and our ancestral roots to the earth like we are not meant to be sat in houses like we're not really meant to be I know what I said about lifting weights but like we're not really meant to be in gyms or in office buildings like or anything like that we're meant to be like in the sea and on the rocks and like in the forest and you know naked in the river like and when you connect to that part of yourself, reconnecting, you remember, I think it makes you love your body, because you are part of nature, and the sea especially, for me, she's so feminine, and divine, and imperfect, and I think you then start to see parts of your body in the same way that you see nature, because we are nature, sorry, that was really probably a lot for some people, they were probably like, what the fuck was that woman talking about but if you if the girls that get it get it (laughs) and I hope one day that you can also understand this joy that I have for nature um and my my next point is a bit brutal but gain some perspective gain some fucking perspective because life is way too short no one and I mean no one is going to be at your funeral saying, oh, she had a great, she had such a tiny waist. Like, she, she had such a good ass. Like, oh, wow. She was so skinny. No one will. They will be talking about your spirit. Focus all of your energy on the important things and love the people around you because at the end of the day, that's literally all that matters. Okay. My final final point and I just want to thank you for <laughs> coming to this point with me because I honestly feel like I don't know I don't know how this episode is going to sound to be honest I feel like it's actually going to be quite short I feel this is going to be a long episode but I just speak so quickly and it's really really ridiculous okay <sighs> my final point and what motivates me the most for wanting to love my body and love my authentic self and why I think everyone should also engage in this radical self-love is to break the generational trauma and I think as women especially we have a collective wound surrounding our bodies um, because of everything we've been through and reclaiming this power and this love is actually completely radical in a world that sells us so much shit that we don't need in order to conform to standards of beauty that they created, okay so the most motivating thing for me is the fact that I want my future children to grow up in a household and also preferably a world where portion sizes aren't commented on, where we, where we buy clothes to fit our bodies, like we don't need to buy clothes and then try and shrink ourselves to fit into them, where no one feels pressure so heavily that they inject their faces or get life-threatening surgery. I want my children to look at me and think my mother is intelligent badass strong and funny and that is what makes her beautiful i don't want my kids to grow up in a superficial society or in to look at me um i want to be so authentic and love myself so deeply that that shines through to my children um my future children (laughs) may i add um and also I think when you love yourself it radiates to everyone around you and people see this confident being and so, and some people are very repelled by confidence and self-love because they feel inadequate themselves um so when they see someone who loves themselves and, and is confident in their body they become very upset and project those things and like I do it myself like you know we all do it we all project our shit but yeah thank you so much for listening please follow my instagram name, Be Healing if you want to see all my fucking gym pumps all my splits all my inner thoughts all my dialogue all my lovely food that I eat every single day that I'm so grateful for um also i was about to say follow my tiktok but i've actually deleted tiktok um it's almost been a month feeling brilliant about it might make an episode soon we'll see maybe sometime in the near future you might get another episode um but bless you so much for listening may you be free from suffering i will see you sometime soon i love i send so much love from my heart to yours naomi Thank you, goodbye.